A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. And today, Dom, we have a mortal enemy in our midst. I cannot believe you invited uh, <laughs> an Englishman aboard the podcast. Oh. It's Henry Naylor, live from the UK. Hello, Henry. Hello, boys. How are you? Good. How's, more importantly, how's the, how's the weather? It is, it is disgusting. It's throwing it down with rain. It looks, uh, well, it is in London, but apparently the whole of Britain is going to be under some sort of biblical deluge for the next five days. So... Uh, I think I think this is looking like a draw, unfortunately. Either that, or it's going to be very sneaky of us because we'll have arranged sort of seeming conditions. So Jimmy Anderson, uh, octogenarian bowler. So uh, um, that, that should be quite good. Now, as we record this, Australia has just lost the toss again and is going into bat more in a moment. <laughs> so it's poised. You're saying you're very tense, Henry. Is that because you accept that an Australian victory is? Almost inevitable in this series. We've already won the women. I, I have to say, I have to say, you, your team is very good. I tell you what, but I, I think this is. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Can serious? I just interrupt you there, Henry? Like, we just should introduce Henry a little bit more. You, you, you came once with the Barmy Army. For you to Barmy admit, Army. for you to admit any fault with the English side, or even worse, like success by the Australian side, is yeah. a massive thing. That's absolutely huge. That's, the heart and soul of all things Barmy. Yeah, it's sort well, of like, it? like I kind of feel like, is this some sort of post-Brexit depression or something <laughs> like that? Like something has happened. Are you all right? <laughs> well, I, I can't argue with the fact that you are world test champions. I mean, I, I know if, we, if we're playing the game of who's the best aside, I can't win if you play that card. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, well, and also actually the Barmy Army, in fairness, they know, they know deep down they're a bit shit. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, we we come out to Australia every winter, every sort of four years rather, to see us getting trounced five nil. Mm. Uh, or we or last time we actually celebrated because we got a fluky draw in one of the games. So you know, I think I think sort of there's something that I mean, I think there's something quite revealing about the way the two countries follow sport because I think in you know a lot of um, Barmy Army fans are football fans, mm. and I think sort of. Uh, if you are a football fan in the UK, you're used to losing because there's only yes. two or three teams that win all the trophies. And if you support one of the other 18 clubs, you're just turning up just to just for entertainment. And I think that happens with, with cricket. We turn up knowing we're going to lose, but what we do do well is we amuse ourselves uh, uh, when things are going badly by inventing silly songs. And I think, to be honest, in the world of sport, we're pretty rubbish at the UK, but mm. what we're good at is singing songs about, let's say, how porky uh, the lead spin bowler or the captain is of Australia. Yes, that yeah. We always win at. That's but, true. But the thing is, it, it has been a fascinating competition. Oh, it's been like, so good. It's it has been, been such a good series. So close the whole way through. Like, it, the idea, it, like, it, 
like I would grudgingly admit that the English side has gone toe-to-toe with the Australians the whole way through. Well, and the weird thing is we are playing like Australia do. Normally England are sort of like quite defensive and sort of like going, oh, they're going to get us out, any ball. Uh, And you guys just come over and smack us all over the place. And the thing I find really extraordinary as well is a player like Scott Boland, who um, pre-Basball absolutely was running rings around England, but just by their sheer aggression, he's kind of thrown him off. Uh, yeah, Basketball um, has been has been absolutely brilliant. Getting it's because England had the humility to put an Antipodean in charge, mm-hmm. Brendan McCullum of New Zealand. And A, you're supposed to be fun, and B, you can play aggressively. I mean, what a revelation. And isn't um, Ben Stokes part Kiwi as well? <laughs> but yeah, it's not like Kevin Peterson. When Kevin Peterson played for England, he'd be like, mm. my name is Kevin Peterson. I'm very English. Uh, and, <laughs> but at least with Ben Stokes, he, he does sound like, well, I am a bit of a fucking Geordie, you know. Yes, <laughs> a bit he moved over as a kid. Uh, he's part Mary, I believe. But no, look, he's he's been incredible. I mean, single-handedly mm. saved them over and over again. It's been fantastic. I, mean, I, I was... Hoping it wouldn't be a whitewash because that it is boring. The last few home summers where Australia's just won everything have been incredibly dull. Mm. India's managed to beat us. But other than that, it's awful. We want to have the contest. And I think above all, we want to have the delicious moments yes. where we play hard and the whole of England hates us and gets yeah. angry. Yeah. That to me is what it's all about. <laughs> that's that's as good as it gets. Frankly, what happened with Johnny Burst? I do. Well, they, do you know, that happened, didn't it, at Lords with the old mm. Carey run-out nonsense. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was legal, but it was legal in the same way that taking your sheep over Westminster Bridge is legal. You can do it, but nobody's done it since the 1200s. Well, I, I think Alex Carey, as part of the victory uh, procession that we should have in London this time, should take a sheep across the, the bridge at Westminster. I think the whole of London would love to see it, and he should definitely do it. Yeah, look, it might not have been in the spirit of the game, but it's in the laws of the game. Who writes the laws of the game? The MCC from Lords. So, you know, it's not as though... I'll tell you what, though, it's one of those things, rules. isn't it, Dom? Do, do you not think that sort of you can... I, th- I reckon all players cheat to some degree. Totally. But if you get caught... I mean, I'm not saying that was a cheese. It, it, it was legal. and uh, But, do you know, the thing that kind of got me about it was I, d- I don't like those little twists of the rule. It's like man-cabbing. Yeah, yes. You know what I mean? If the, if you're sort of back, if a, if a player is is at the, the sort of bowler's end and they're sort of backing up too far, the bowler can, instead of delivering the ball, affect a run out. It's legal, but I hate it. That's a degree worse than man cap. I mean, hasn't Bearstow tried to do the same things on multiple occasions and just missed? Yeah, yeah. This, this, is, this is what you're actually complaining about. The problem you, is that he missed. <laughs> the Australians are too accurate in their stumping. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> and, and you're right. Pink. As an English star, you wouldn't you wouldn't know because the last time anyone stumped like any British. Wicketkeeper stumped anyone was the 12th century. So I completely understand. Stumping is part of the rules of cricket. You are actually allowed to do it. I don't, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, sort of like I think I think you are allowed to do it. But it's that thing as well. Uh, the defences of this were, were things like every kid, know, everybody knows since you were 12 years old not to wander out of your ground in cricket. And you think, yes, I know that. We know that. We used to do that when we were 12 years old. <laughs> don't do it in the test match, and it's really exciting. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, 
it, it did create a lot of. I mean, you know, I sent uh, I sent you guys some of the the headlines over here, mm. and it was ridiculous. Yeah. It yeah. was like the death of Princess Diana. It was like pull out supplements. Mm. Yeah, on, on I mean, Alex Carey, I think, copped it worse than the BBC presented. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with an equally flimsy. Basis. He was. We all knew who Alex Carey was. That was the difference. Let's but, see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, and I feel sorry for Carey actually. I don't think he's played well since. And, and mm. you know, what we won't admit as Englishmen is what a boost it gave to us. We're all saying, oh, what a disadvantage it was. But Stokes had played terribly for about oh. two years. And mm. from that it, point on, he suddenly went, right. You know, he, he kind of got a bit red-faced and angry and, and sort of like, I reckon Bairstow will come good at some point. Bairstow is the sort of player that is just, he's he's just a, a grumpy old shit <laughs> he really is and if you get him annoyed he plays really well so uh, uh, I I'll mean, take your word for it as I think the case. Yeah, saying, oh, it's it was like, in what way like at, at, we're talking at, about at cricket. cricket at cricket right he's going to be good at cricket okay we'll wait and see <laughs> maybe this is the test maybe this is the best I test we get a tail in both innings and and accurately perform a, a stumping or a run out or a catch <laughs> um, but it, it is very, it's very poised I'm very glad England won the third test because we'd be talking about a dead rubber at this point which would be very boring um, as much as it is enjoyable for us still to, to win 5-0 you know I, I totally agree and I think I think Australian cricket needs a close series at home Australia just so good mm-hmm. that I mean you're, you're right about the India series that, that was a one-off no one's beaten Australia really for years not since the great West Indies yeah, uh, and and I think as a result, it makes a dull cricket. You 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 know, and I think tests don't seem to be as well attended in Australia as uh, uh, certainly as the UK. I think you mm. know one day is definitely, but I think I, I I think what should happen in cricket is if you're a visiting side, you should that we should do away with the toss as a visiting side. You should choose. What you can do, and then we'll get oh, away that's with this, gentlemen. Right? Well, well, do you know what I mean? Because, like, I think sort of, I don't like. I mean, England do it when the, when Australia comes there. We we go right, stick him up. At, uh, let's stick him up at Headingley. It swings around there. Australia mm. traditionally don't play very well on a swinging pitch. Yeah, uh, and it happens when we come to Brisbane. You know, we always lose the first test. We're always one nil down before the series has started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it makes for for a, a dull contest. I think sort of. We should do away with the toss. Let the visiting side choose, and then uh, and then I think we'll get a lot closer games across the world. It, it's the same I mean, as an Australian. Lose the toss in India, sounds, you lose the game. It sounds sporting. It sounds a bit noble. Yeah, and in interest of a fair contest. I don't think you can sell it to Australians. Is but there a way? In principle, it's good. Like I like the idea. In principle, is there a way we could rig it? Like, is there a way that you can sort of man-head? <laughs> the... like, well, like, for example, you... what we would do in Australia is we would excise the Australia, like the immigration zone from Australia, which I think we've already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we would be the visiting side. Oh, that, we would be the visiting side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, because um, England did invade us. Like, essentially, that they are, like, the, who's the head of state? It's the fucking king of England. So, still. you know. <laughs> we invaded everybody. In many, ways, yeah. in many ways. Well, I mean, this is the thing that why the Ashes is so enjoyable, I think, uh, to this day. 
It's it's absolutely, and we saw this in the long room more than anywhere else, particularly when Australia had the temerity to select a Muslim player for, born in Pakistan, Muslim Khawaja. It's so much still about the upstarts um, who absolutely delight in beating this, the you know colonising slash mother country, and and English England not quite being comfortable with the notion of Australia still winning. I mean, the, the Ashes itself, as I was saying the other day on the podcast. It's basically the notion of burning the bales is a monument to English petulance at Australia being good, mm. having been an offshoot of England. You know, you could argue that all the victories are, are still the king's. You know, you know, the king never loses the ashes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm sure we'll get rid of the king before you do. Actually, I think you know. I, but there's something. There's something I, I think quite nice about the Carey Row as well, in that it, it was sort of like. Um, in days of yore, uh, Ingham being what it was, we expelled people for stealing a loaf of bread, which seems pretty harsh. Yes. To be able to turn around and go, uh-huh, we've got one over you and we did it legally. It's, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite fun, isn't it? That's true. Uh, That's true. Within, within your laws. Within your laws. Within your laws. Take that. Well, this, how was it perceived in, in Australia, that whole carry route? Was that a big deal? Or, it or was, was it? It was absolutely 100%, if you'd taken it to a jury, everyone would have said Australia did the correct thing. There is no issue at all. I think a few people were like, look, obviously it's not the greatest thing in terms of being sporting, but the guy's a wicketkeeper. It's an ashes. Run him out. But also, can I just say, like the coverage also here I think was a little bit more scientific uh, than the tabloids that you'd sent me, Henry. Because it was thing, like they, so they, they'd realised that Johnny Bairstow was constantly walking out of his crease after each ball, right? And and so Steve Smith had wandered over to Alex Carey a few balls before and said, hey, have you noticed this, right? And... The de facto captain of the team, let's be honest. Yes. And, the tactical brain. And then it happened, Alex Carey saw it, it was within 0.74 of a second that he received the ball that he threw it back. So it wasn't. It wasn't like. Oh no no yeah no no. no. It, it wasn't yeah. like oh it was over and you know everyone was wandering around and suddenly it was out. It was like really fucking quick. Like he should have been in his crease and yeah. fuck him. I love fuck the him. I love the footage of Fairstow stumping someone <laughs> who just slightly lifts his foot. Like he's in his crease. Mm. He lifts his foot off the ground for a second mm. and he's like, boom. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it is coming. But like, I, I think the, I mean, we do have tabloids. We do have Murdoch media. It's not as frenetic, I don't think, as it gets in the UK. I think it's a whole other level. And I, I'm going to boast of this again. I've already done it on the podcast. My greatest achievement, I think, in, in my life is getting blocked on Twitter by Piers Morgan over this. Ah. Piers who was saying, every Australian knows it's wrong. And I was like, yeah, let's take ethical advice from this guy and put a link to all of his uh, <laughs> stuff as editor of The Sun. Uh, he clearly knew about phone hacking. I got blocked. Oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> so, I'll tell you, everybody in England will support you for that as well. I mean, that's the way of bringing the nations together. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. It certainly did make it much sweeter, Piers Morgan droning on and on about it. Like they That's did, true. They did make everyone in Australia just go, oh, right, it was the right decision. <laughs> I mean, Atherton on the commentary was, Mike, Mike Atherton, very sensible fellow, was like, no, nah, yeah. well within their rights. Yeah. Best does an idiot. Yes. I think that's a saying agreed as well. Um, just looking at the actual footage in the context of the game, but then it became a ma- a question of national pride, and yeah. that's a tough issue yeah. yeah. for, Eng- well, for England recently, and, right? And this is where I wanted to go with this conversation, which is uh, Nick Bryant, friend of the show, um, did this wonderful piece for The Guardian uh, the day after that incident, sort of talking about how baseball itself is very much this sort of sound and fury game that isn't really that effective. And it's very, he called it Brexit ball. Like he had this idea that you know, actually at the end of the day, it's this sort of brash thing that's supposed to be the saviour of Britain, but they keep losing. But they sort of like, <laughs> you know, they, they lost, but they didn't lose because we'll just shift reality and pretend that we won because baseball was great and it was a great contest, but we actually lost. But don't worry about that because it's like Brexit. Is that fair? Like, like you must be in a pile of shit. Like, Brexit's a fucking nightmare, isn't it? Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, sort of, uh, it is... It's just choosing to be irrelevant. I mean, mm. it's just sort of like, you know, as part of the European Union, you're one of the biggest economic blocks in the world, uh, and you just we just turned our back on it and just sort of like gone, no, we can do it on our own. Look, we've got a great deal with Tuvalu. We can trade <laughs> fish with Tuvalu, uh, you know, and, and stuff like that. And, and, and you know, it is, it's disastrous. And one of the things that, that I've noticed here. Certainly, uh, there was big, you, you go to the supermarkets and the shops, uh, the, the shelves aren't as full. And that's all to do with sort of like um, import duties and, uh, you know, inflation's bad in this country. And um, but I, I don't, I, what I don't understand is why one of the political parties over here, one of the major ones, isn't going, mm. we will come up, we, we will go back to the European Union. Because I, I think it was so wrong. It was such a marginal decision. It's only about 2% in it. Uh, and um, the Scottish referendum, you had to have a 60-40 split to change oh, yeah, the yeah. constitution. But with Brexit, it was 50-50. Uh, and, uh, it, and it had such a major change. Why, why didn't it? Uh, it was so disruptive. Why, wasn't the, the, why didn't it have to be a bigger majority? Rather well, than also, the a lot of the people who voted for it now died. The old people <laughs> voted for it. And um, obviously, they were the most affected by it because the economy tanked and none could afford, you know, healthcare or whatever. So, yeah, kind of, I wonder if they did, if they did the poll again where it would go. Well, but it should, isn't it enormously unpopular now? Like, isn't it the case that if they held the referendum tomorrow, there is no chance that Brexit would happen? I, I, th- I think that's probably right. Uh, mm. And I think it will be a very po- a popular political move. I mean, you know, if Labour wanted to guarantee getting it in the next election, I think they should just do that. I think sort of because they would they would um, they would steal, I think, a lot of because yeah. the Tory party was kind of split 50 50 on, on sort of Brexit. They would yeah, steal yeah. a lot Cameron of Cameron was Tory answer, voting. Wasn't he? 
Uh, yeah, Cameron, 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 Cameron was, but Cameron was very arrogant because like what had happened before Cameron, um, there was a big debate on whether we wish it's God, this is getting quite serious. Mm. Better when we're talking yeah. about sheep going over Westminster Bridge, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this one quickly. The thing about Cameron was, was he'd won a referendum, which he, which everybody thought he was going to lose over proportional representation. Right. You know, there was a big majority in favour of, of um, going to proportional representation and he he won that uh, and there was another one uh, oh the scottish referendum yes it looked yes. like they were going to lose that but he got his way there and i think he thought oh we well we'll just it'll happen with europe as well and and they didn't campaign properly and i think there's there's it's quite murky there's a lot of um talk about russian bots and oh, yeah. uh and how and, the democratic Boris, which is sort of like a a Russian bot, just internalised. <laughs> well, yeah, he, 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 he basically lied. And he lied over, over sort of like, you know, he had a campaign bus saying if we move mm. out of Brexit, we'll spend an extra 15 billion on hospitals. And it was just a lie. Mm. And, you know, given that, the, 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 given the public was deceived, I think we should have a, we should be able to have another vote. I mean, the thing that, that gets me about Brexit is we're allowed to change our mind every five years for a general election. But um, on this issue, we've had this one vote and we're not allowed to change our minds. I mean, I, mm. I think sort of like people's perceptions have changed and we should be allowed mm. to vote again on that issue. But uh, I don't know. It's just such a hot yeah. potato. I don't think people go near it. Well, you'd be depressed to find out that uh, the British Labour Party is looking towards the Anthony Albanese government for tips on how to win the next Are they really? Election. I was just thinking yes. it was very Albanese. Yes. Don't, don't avoid fights you don't want to have. Don't be controversial. Yes. Oh, no. Don't, give the, don't give the Tories anything to campaign on. And yeah. it'll it'll presumably win the election well, and then and guarantee then that nothing happens. It's no time. victory at all. You basically get conservative light. So that's that's what Keir Starmer is is going to roll out. We do that in the Ashes. Could England <laughs> actually win a game if we didn't get involved with the bowlers? We didn't engage at all. We mm. just sat there playing nice little forward defensives, and without would we automatically win without playing any shots? Well, this is the thing. I actually like. I, I think baseball is really interesting, right? Because you know you're controlling the momentum of the game, Ooh. right? And that is a very New Zealand thing to think about, right? Like. I remember when Australia was completely predominant during the Steve Waugh era, the the one team that started tripping them up towards the end was New Zealand. Out of all the Test Nations, yeah. New Zealand, because they approached Australia with the idea of we'll just completely play a different pace of game. And they played the most boring cricket. They slowed everything down. And Australia spent several tests losing before they got the hang of how to mm. deal with it. And and I think what baseball is about is New Zealanders going, okay, how do we how do we win against Australia or and the rest of the world? Like we'll surprise them, right? But the problem is you, it, an innovation around momentum only lasts while it's still a surprise. Yeah. But your fucking British yeah. tabloids have been going on about baseball every day for the last six months. It's not a surprise anymore. So, the, you know, Australia turns up and go, okay, well, we prepare, like, we presume that they're going to play baseball. And then, and there's been whole <laughs> sessions in the first two tests where you go, they, like, Cummins, I don't think is necessarily the greatest tactician on earth, but he could sort of almost depend on a couple of British 
you know, batsmen giving yeah. away their being, being out slogging. Yeah. Because, you know, oh, they'll, they'll play the fast game. Yeah, great. We'll just wait around and then catch it in the outfield. Uh, but I think it, I think the whole buzzboard thing should be seen in the context of how dominant Australia have been. I mean, we've lost nine tests in the last two two series out in Australia. And what we were doing wasn't working. And, and, and actually... What, the one thing that the uh, English side has had is a lot of good one-day players. And mm. I, I honestly don't think Basball would exist if we didn't have that. I think they picked the team around what we have. Yes, uh, we haven't got anybody sense. to stay in. And then I, I think it's also about the fact, I think they've said to themselves, look, we're not going to last more than 80 overs against this Australian bowling attack. They're just too good. So mm. we might as well slog out. Uh, um, you know, there's always going to be a ball that's got our name on it. So we might as well bat our 80 overs and get 350 rather than bat our 80 overs and get all out for 250. And <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I'm sure there's an element of that in it. That's definitely true. And the, the thing is, though, if they'd played a bit more of the conditions, I mean, it's always hard to, to speculate, but I, I read a pretty compelling article, I think, in The Guardian saying the problem with baseball is that it, it means your bowlers are exhausted, for instance, because your innings, okay, you get a lot of runs, but yeah. it's a very short innings, they don't get to rest. Mm. It gives the other side a lot more time in the game. I mean, it was when Kawaja batted, was, was on the field for basically the entirety of the first test, except for about two overs or something like that. And yeah. because he was, a, there was time for him to play himself in and then get a big score anyway. It just yeah. feels as though England have a good trick and it works really, really well, but they play it whether it's a good idea in the moment or not. And so great to score the runs quickly and apply a lot of pressure. But if it means that there's more time for Australia to sort of plot it out, then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, particularly when at several points in the series that the English bowlers really have run out of puff after a very long inning. They're coming into a second innings and not, I think in the second test, not being able to really do very much um, just because they were exhausted. That's why we arranged these convenient rain breaks. Yes, well done. So we get yeah, very helpful. a little bit of a rest. I think, but I mean, joking apart, I think that's what happened in Headingley. It's sort of like a day and a half got washed out and, mm. you know, the bowlers got a rest that way. I think mm. you're right. I, I totally don't. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting test. I mean, we, we haven't made life easy for ourselves by picking David Warner. We're playing with 11, 11 batsmen. What do you, does Australia think about David Warner? Do, does Australia like David Warner? I think I think a lot of people mm. think it's time to go, particularly when you've got, I mean, Marsh has been opening in one day, as I think, um, or uh, Green could do it as well. It's not as though he's some sort of, I mean, everyone goes, oh, but the opening partnerships managed to, to get a pretty decent total, you know, each yeah. time. That's only because one of them. They never bat well together, Kawaja anymore. It's a time, never have. time to hang up the the gloves and the sandpaper. And, Maybe. And retire. Keep <laughs> playing T20, buddy. I'll tell you what, though. Well, we, we do, but I mean, I mean, secretly, I think Warren is he's great in that he is the this is nice for opposing fans to have somebody to hate. Yes, he's <laughs> more Australian to hate from central yeah. casting. He is that Australian. Yeah. He gives you every little bit of you know, intense, dogged, uh, not terribly bright um, personality. He, he, he's, he's like, yeah. he did an air conditioning ad. Out here last yeah. summer, yes, and he and he speaks like this. Why LG air conditioners? It's because he's been hit where it hurts so many times by his <laughs> Stuart Broad. <laughs> so, what's our prediction for this test? It, it, I mean, certainly a draw with the yeah. weather does seem a little bit a little bit likely. But hey, yeah. with basketball, England could sort of score quickly. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
I can't see it. I, I just think I can't. I, I can't. We're not going to. We're not going to win the Ashes. We'll definitely one of these tests will either lose or draw. I, I think it would be great if it was a two-all. I think it probably would be fair. Actually, I think, and it would be great. It would keep the debate mm. going between sort of those who love traditional cricket and those who love baseball, mm. because I think that's really what, what's at, what, what's at stake here. And I think that's why people did get exercised about the thing uh, uh, at Lords. I think that there's a belief. Uh, that's been pushed to the media anyway, that Stokes wants to save cricket. Now, he wants to make cricket entertaining. Mm. Uh, and um, he's been seen as a, a saviour by a lot of English fans who put up with sort of like the, the root years of captaincy when we lost yeah. something like 17 tests in a row or something. I mean, at least with Basball, we've won 11 in a row. But you're right, yeah. the surprise is... And, 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 yeah, mm. and, but and people have been slugging off Cummings to just putting people on the boundary. Saying, oh, it's a bit boring captaincy, and you think it works. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I think my serious wish for the series, I, I want I think I want England to win this one. And then it all goes to the fifth test at the oval. And then at the very last moment, day five, mm. England have to score one run to win. Yeah. Johnny Best does at the crease. <laughs> And he just wanders. Wanders Mary throws down his stumps. <laughs> I think that's, that would keep interest in Test cricket as high as possible. Ben Stokes would get his wish. I think I, I'm, I'll, I'll sign up for that. I think that'd be great. I don't know. If I this think game actually it would be fantastic. The last game. <laughs> I, I just think it would be great, though, just to, to for it to go to the last game. Well, wouldn't it be just brilliant for cricket? I think. Mm. Uh, you, you know. We've had these three amazing games. It will, it's, you know, it's not quite 2005 yet, but there's something, there's there's a bit of ex, excitement building up amongst the public. And, you know, God bless him. Kerry helped create that. That's all over the front pages and, and sort of like cricket. Is, people are talking about it again. So, so you know, I'm all for it. If, you know, tell um, Dave Warner to get his industrial sander out and stand up <laughs> for shearing the ball and all that. Yeah, it doesn't get like, better. We don't have any spinners left. <laughs> yeah, that was no point. That's a big, yeah. Todd oh. Murphy um, being dropped is a bit of a bit of a big call. But look, it, it, Australia hasn't won a series in England for a very long time. And yes, we've smashed England in every home Ashes. But I, I don't remember the last time a, a home team didn't win an Ashes. I think it's been nearly twenty years or something like that. So for all that Australia play well, England are very good in England against us. Mm. And so yeah. winning this, then fingers crossed. Basball still going strong, and and when England tour here next, they actually really have mastered the art and put up a, a big fight. I think that will. I think in Australia we need Joffrey Archer, and we need, need Ollie Stone, and we need Marwood. Yeah. We need all our pace bowlers fit, and we've not had that. Uh, mm. We've only had one fit in any series for about the last five years. If we have those guys fit, we'll do okay. But I think you you pointed out what I think is the big flaw in basketball. There is no rest of the bowlers. And in Australia, you, you won't you're unlikely to get the weather to help you out. So I think we could lose four nil, five nil again. Well if Joffre Archer can come back and um and bowl three balls. Well <laughs> get our, our players unconscious again. Yeah. I think um, that will probably <laughs> wasn't he? He was fit. He was fit at the beginning of the season, and he bowled three balls, and then he but what a, another injury. What a three balls! Yeah, oh, they were great three balls. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, worth Will you come out to Australia as part of the Army Army during the next Australian Ashes? Come on, do I, it. I would love to. I would love to, but I, I don't know. They're, they're quite. They're very funny. I mean, they're not like um, 
they're not uh, there's you know there are some hooligan elements amongst them but there's they, some of the songs are very funny uh i i would love to go to the to western australia I've never been there to watch a game and sydney i think is the most beautiful ground in the world it's wonderful adelaide's actually very good too so you know they're great places to watch cricket. We'll try and twist your arm and do it in person. When how many years till that? Is it is it summer after this no, one? It's eighteen months away. Yeah, it? it's usually yeah. eighteen months away. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but actually, we've got a policy on this podcast of not saying anything nice about Adelaide or Perth. So yeah, we have to take that back. Okay. Yeah, they're the you worst grounds in the world. They're awful. <laughs> yes, but as an as an Englishman, you can be contrary. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah even the British like Adelaide. How shit is that? <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to ask you guys. I mean, there the, the seems to be a big Australia following uh, coming to the grounds this year. They're all wearing the yellow hats in the crowd. Is that something that would tempt you? Would you guys ever I mean, sort of come I'd out? I'd love to. But the thing is, post-COVID, we are a nation of travellers. Everybody who can afford it is in Europe right now. It's mm. basically... I, I chatted to someone who was at the Lord's Test on Monday. He'd just been like, yeah, I had a week off. I went to the Lord's Test. Wow, okay. It's just Australians love flying as far away as possible from Australia. It's part of our national condition. I would, I've, I've only been to one test in England. I went to a test, England versus New Zealand as a child at the Oval. It was the first test I've ever been to. It, it hooked wow. me for life. So very keen to get back there. And I, what I really want to do is get into the long room and have a chat to some of those old bikes. <laughs> and potentially get have a fight. fight. Yeah, stick it for Usman Khawaja. I thought that was a bit. That was a bit, a bit surprising. I have to say, I thought they might be. They might tut. I thought as they went past, but to sort of like you know get into an altercation. I mean, that's pretty, I, I, I mean in the nicest possible way, Henry. I went to a school in London with a very large Bangladeshi population and Pakistani population in the 1980s. The notion that that there's a little bit of racism against <laughs> South Asians in England is not. It's not a new observation. <laughs> As much as Australia has probably that effect as well. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. What I was going to say is um, I think one of the good things, and I think one of the reasons why there's been such a strong Australian contingent this year has, is because the British pound is so low. Oh, thank, can, thank you, Brexit. We can, yeah, thank you, Brexit. We, we are <laughs> big supporters of Brexit because your economy is... It taking, wasn't Russian bots at all, was it? It was Australian yeah. bots that created we're the Brexit. Thinking because of the buying, we're thinking of buying the MCC. That's how... Like, <laughs> I mean, can we take over? How strong is the dollar going to get before we can buy England? Oh. That would be a fantastic reverse takeover, wouldn't it? <laughs> if, we, if we went and colonised England. Yeah. yeah, who would you put as the king uh, if, if it was an Australian? Me. Yeah, oh, you wouldn't have to Charles change any of the coinage. You'd be Ch- King Charles still. <laughs> Julian Assange. Oh, no, it's obviously Alex Carey. Alex Carey, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> very and then you the laws of the game will say that if you don't throw the stumps down and that's to us you're, you're banned for the next game yeah, yeah. it's been lovely Henry. Really, thank you it's been a treat and a joy guys uh we've got to go and watch the cricket now it's starting any minute yeah it's it started it started we've got to go and watch the rain delay hurry up <laughs> oh is it really uh, i don't know yeah. <laughs> okay all right there thanks guys our gear is from road and we are part of the iconoclast network Catch you tomorrow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.